Welcome to Always West Seattle, the podcast where the people, places, happenings, and history of West Seattle intersect. I'm your host, Keith Bacon, and we are back with a new episodes after being on hiatus since the fall of 2022. And not only are we back with new episodes, but I'm here with a special guest co-host, Whitney Moore, the executive director of the West Seattle Chamber of Commerce. Hello, Whitney. Hello, Keith. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here on our big return. I'm super excited about coming back. And I want to tell you a little bit about how the podcast has changed or will be changing in the months ahead. This is the first episode of the Always West Seattle Agenda. So on the first of the month, we will review exciting events happening up and around the Duwamish Peninsula, powered by the West Seattle Blog's event calendar. On the 15th of the month will be kind of a regular Always West Seattle episode, uh, and those programs will continue to be sponsored by the Southwest Seattle Historical Society, so I'm excited to be working with them, and those will be more feature in-depth interviews. But on the first of the month, which is this episode, the Always West Seattle Agenda for April, we're going to talk about some exciting events happening around, including one that you have coming up, Whitney. But we'll get to that at the very end. We'll save the best for last. Thank you. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. April 6th, the West Seattle Silent Book Club. This is kind of a new thing. West Seattle Silent Book Club meets the first Thursday of each month at local West Seattle spots. And the agenda is to bring your own book, read for an hour, chat if you want with fellow book lovers. And it's the perfect introvert happy hour is what they're calling it. Have you participated in this yet? I did participate unwillingly. I happened to be at Easy Street Records for last month's. And I remember the bartender kept counting down saying, okay, in 10 minutes, in five minutes, in a few (laughs) seconds. It's about to get really quiet in here. (laughs) And it was really well attended. So the first 30 minutes, people chatting and then absolutely out of nowhere, it is just, okay, sorry, it's seven. And then silence. And I love it. It's like the perfect activation for these businesses. Yeah, that's really cool. Are you reading anything yourself right now? I've taken a little pause from reading. I'm taking a Harvard Business School online class. Wow. And it's about open innovation. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things about NASA and robotics. And I would say that my brain it has no room for anything after yeah. that. Good luck with that. Thank you. Good luck to all of us. Are you bringing robots to West Seattle anytime soon? Um, open innovation is about crowdsourcing and allowing the public to influence or solve problems or have input. So mm-hmm. I'm just looking at what it might mean to bring more innovation into the Chamber of Commerce. Wow. That's incredible. It's exciting. It's really exciting. I've been reading poetry, which is not robot related at all. (laughs) Not yet. I won a book from Easy Street Records. It's a book of lyrics from Robin Pecknold of Fleet Foxes. And uh, it's been really inspiring me. And I've I've never really read poetry before, but Mm. I like it. I like Congratulations. it. Congratulations. How did you win it? They had a contest on their Instagram, and I left a comment about one of my favorite lyrics, which is from the song Waiting in Waste High Water, which is what the name of the book is. And I don't know if they randomly picked my comment or just thought, wow, that is one one heck of a comment. (laughs) (laughs) But I won. So thanks, Easy Street and Robin Pecknold, if you're listening, as I'm sure you are. (laughs) Okay, moving on. April 8th, RainWise, which is a partnership between the King County Wastewater Treatment Division and Seattle Public Utilities, has a big announcement. Uh, The West Seattle neighborhoods around Sunrise Heights, Westwood, Fauntleroy, and Arbor Heights are eligible for RainWise rebates. Again, to check your eligibility for rebates, go to 700milliongallons.org. 
And there's going to be an event April 8th at the West Seattle Nursery where you can learn more about this. There's going to be a webinar April 11th and then April 22nd at Peace Lutheran Church. There will also be the Rain Garden Celebration. And for more information about all of that, again, go to westseattleblog.com. Did you have anything you want to say about that? I was just going to say that for storm drains that you can actually report anything. If you see someone dumping anything in Mm. the street, the city actually has a spill hotline. Uh I've called it before and they have people waiting to be deployed to go check out and investigate. When I called one time, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like phoning the FBI. They were very (laughs) serious and they were immediately on top of it. I actually just this morning saw someone pull over on my street and dump out like half of a Tupperware of something. I think there was like watermelon chunks in it. So maybe Mm. it's hydrating the earth. But, you know, don't do that. Put it in a compost bin, people. Absolutely. April 10th, open D&D at Meeple's Games. That's Mondays from 6.30 to 10 p.m. It's Seattle's largest open Dungeons & Dragons group. And if it's your first time playing, no problem. If you're an experienced player, great. Whitney, have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? I've never played. It's always looked really intimidating, but mm-hmm. Meeple's has always been a really nice business to make it approachable and accessible. Yeah. I'm still a little intimidated. Also, the time commitment. It seems like it's really involved. It can be, but I think you can also just show up and say, I'm an elf for the next three hours and just do your elf kind of things. That's a thing? I can just show up and say I'm an elf for three hours? I think so. That sounds like a great night. (laughs) They can tell you more about that at Meeple's Games. April 12th, Trivia Night at Locust Cider on Alki. That's for all ages from 6 to 8 p.m. I love trivia. Yeah? I used to be a trivia host. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, really? And I can tell you that they are some of the more intense people. Yeah. And somebody will be arguing with you about the planets (laughs) planets and just every kind of topic that you could totally imagine. Yeah. How fun. (laughs) Yeah, it's really fun when you're like, hey, we just want to have a really cute, fun night out Mm -hmm. and argue about the order of the president. Okay. April 13th, the West Seattle ukulele players Weekly Song Circle happens Thursday afternoons from 1 to 2.30. Grab your ukulele or other instrument and come play with them. All levels welcome. It's currently at CMP Coffee, but they do move around, so email them at westseattleukuleleplayers at gmail.com oh for my details. God. Yeah. It's like a group of people who are like, this is how we're going to get Eddie Vedder to mm. come hang out with us. <laughs> we'll form an entire group to lure him to a jam session. A little taste of the islands here on the Duwamish Peninsula. I love that. Then on the evening of April 13th, the Southwest Seattle Historical Society presents the Words, Writers, and Southwest Stories series. And the book that's being discussed is Dividing Paradise, Rural Inequality, and the Diminishing American Dream with Jennifer Sherman. And that's on Zoom. Advanced registration is required. Thanks to the Southwest Seattle Historical Society for being the supporting partner of this podcast last year. And there's a new season in store that will be starting April 15th. April 14th, the Kenyon Hall Cabaret Drag Show. It's Kenyon Hall's first all-ages drag event, according to the organizers, and hopefully will become a monthly event. That's at 7 p.m. What would your drag name be? Do you know how to do that? Oh, no. It's the name of your first pet and the first street you lived on. So for me, it would be Martini Curtis. Okay, that seems staged. (laughs) It's real. I don't know. That's really, it's a little too good. We had a Siamese cat named Martini. 
Oh, good on your parents for <laughs> really doing their due diligence to have you a good have a good name later on. I would be Alex Long. Oh, okay, more of a drag king, maybe. Yes. Okay. I think more. Yeah, it's a little bit more regal, mm-hmm. less fun. Cool. I'm looking forward to checking out that drag show at Kenyon Hall. April fifteenth is April Pools Day. At the Southwest Pool from 12.15 to 1.15 p.m., Seattle Parks and Recreation will join other public and private aquatic facilities throughout Washington to celebrate the annual April Pools Day. And this is about making your summer a safe one, learning important water safety skills, free swims, playing games, win prizes. So, yeah, if you're going to planning to do any fishing or boating or swimming in the summer, check out April Pools Day. What a good name. Whoever named it at Parks and Rec, give them a rate. Yeah. Uh, There's two comedy shows in April from this cozy comedy. Yeah. Jokes in the Junction, April 6th at the Great American Diner. That's an audition show. And then April 17th, Routine Killers at Otter on the Rocks in the Admiral Junction. And that is being co-headlined by two of Portland's funniest people. Dylan Jenkins and Adam Passy. Who do you think is the funniest person in West Seattle? Oh my gosh. In the whole neighborhood? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's difficult. You? What I am I supposed to I think it's you. I think it might what? be you. Yeah. You're very funny. Thank you. Yeah. I did get some compliments last night at our after hours when I had to make our announcements. And just while I was talking about a very exciting luncheon that we have coming up, someone's mm-hmm. purse started ringing. Uh-oh. And then they went to answer it. And I was like, if you could tell them about the April luncheon, that would be great. <laughs> so I wanted to be a comedian when I was growing up. Did and you? then I have a degree in theater. My 18th birthday was at a comedy club. And wow. I had a cousin who wrote for SNL for nine years. So wow. it's like very much in my family. Uh-huh. And so I appreciate the compliment. But yeah. there are people that just absolutely slay me okay. in this neighborhood. Maybe you should be part of one of these cozy comedy events and just see how it goes. That would be really fun. I think I could audition. I did meet Marcus of Cozy Comedy last night. They're mm-hmm. a new chamber member. I've been doing so much. I feel like it's been a really big comedic boom in the neighborhood. Awesome. A lot of performances happening. A lot of laughs. Mm-hmm. And we could use them. Uh, moving on. April 18th is the City of Seattle Summer Camp Registration Opening. So, (laughs) you know, parents, get online, pretend it's like Beyonce tickets, and get those kids shipped off to summer camp. Did you ever go to summer camp? Uh, No, but I worked worked at a Boy Scout camp for five summers. You did? Yes. Where was that? That was in Virginia. It was in the, the largest privately owned scout reservation in the country. And just in case anyone's wondering... If you're like going to put a bunch of boys an hour away from a hospital mm-hmm. on 15,000 acres of land, like you should have a little bit more than Band-Aids. Did go. <laughs> Were you in the like the nurse's office or something? Uh, or? No, it's just that I've had kids like would cut themselves with their pocket knives that they're playing with in art class. And it's art class required stitches today. Right. So it's just if they could get hurt, they would do it. Gotcha. Yeah. So I taught merit badges and then I was like a commissioner and then I was in charge of programming. So wow. making, it, making it fun. Awesome. I was on the Boy Scouts. And I went to a Boy Scout camp at Lake Arrowhead, Camp Bighorn. I don't think it exists anymore. But that was one where you would go and spend the week doing merit badge classes and things. I loved it. The first year we went, though, our scoutmaster decided that Unlike all the other troops that showed up, that we would have to cook our own food the whole time. And they put us in the most remote campsite. So every... morning we had to go get the food and then bring it back and cook it and after that first year then we went back and just got to eat at the cafeteria oh my god brutal yeah what merit badge classes did you teach i taught 
art. I taught basketry. Mm-hmm. I taught wood carving. Rad. So I, the, I taught all like the art related ones until I got promoted into other things. How cool. April 21st, another event at Kenyon Hall, the Songwriter Incubation Night. This is also a new thing that I think that they're trying to make monthly, the third Friday of every month. You sign up at six and it's free to all ages. Do you have a favorite song right now that you're really into? Ooh, my fiance introduced me to Bruce Springsteen's Tougher Than the Rest. Mm-hmm. And that's a really moving song. Is it a new song? No, it's a, it's an older one. Mm-hmm. And we're right now going through the songs that we might consider for our first dance. Oh, yeah. So we have a playlist of those and have been kind of auditioning them for each other. And mm-hmm. that was one that was suggested. And I really enjoy that song right awesome. now. Awesome. That's what great. What about you? Are you familiar with Everything But The Girl? They were, they were really big in the 90s and the O's. Yeah. And they are putting down a new album after 25 years. Oh. And they have a new single out called Run the Red Light. And it's amazing. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's really good. Everything but the girl. You heard it here first on the Always West Seattle Agenda. I'm sure they're thrilled. Saturday, April 22nd. Join the Southwest Seattle Historical Society and the West Duwamish Greenbelt Trails Group for a guided hike followed by an oral history program highlighting the history of Seattle's largest contiguous forest. And that's all taking place at the Duwamish Tribe Longhouse and Cultural Center. There's a couple of hikes and then these oral histories. It should be really cool. Awesome. Have you ever been on any of those trails? I've not. Well, now's your chance. Now it is. April 22nd, the Rockfords live at Easy Street Records. That's an Easy Street in-store. They are taking the stage for the first time in 10 years and playing live at Easy Street Records and also reissuing their debut album, which will be available on vinyl for the first time as part of the 2023 Record Store Days. You lived right above Easy Street Records, right? Yes. Uh, What's that like? Uh, amazing. Yeah. When I went to tour it, I didn't know how to get into the building. It's a little <laughs> alcove that I had never uh, seen before. And yeah, I lived there for a year and I met my fiance at Easy Street Records. Oh, that was my next question. Your fiance, Mike D, the other Mike D. <laughs> he's the bar manager there. So w- were you there for an in-store or were you were just shopping or how did that work? I had actually never hopped into the bar. It was brand new mm-hmm. and we were, some me and some friends were out for Art Walk and someone suggested we should check out the new Tiki Bar at Easy Street. And I was like, yeah, I live right upstairs. That would be so convenient mm-hmm. to just go downstairs. <laughs> and uh, we were the only ones there except for Tom Hutler, the public address announcer for the Mariners. Mm-hmm. So we met him. We were a little starstruck. And somebody was trying to figure out what a Jen Paul Jones was or what the name meant. It's a cocktail. And it's for John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin. So Mike and I both stepped on each other's words trying to explain to this person who John Paul Jones was. Uh He was, of course, the bassist and keyboardist for Led Zeppelin. And that's where it all started. Wow. So will there be a Led Zeppelin song in your (laughs) wedding at some point? I don't know if there would be an appropriate song from Led Zeppelin. (laughs) But if there were, we could potentially work that in. That's so great. And last but not least, April 27th, cheers to 100 years the West Seattle Chamber of Commerce's centennial birthday party at the Admiral Theater. Tell me about it. I would love to. So the chamber was founded in 1921 as the West Seattle Commercial Club and then incorporated in 1923. 
which in that time, it was really hard to incorporate a business because there weren't roads outside of Olympia and you had to file it in person. Wow. So of the 3,900 entities filed in 1923, only 38 of them are around still. So here we are 100 years later. We changed our name in 1966 to the West Seattle Chamber of Commerce. Okay. And so to celebrate our birthday, since we were incorporated in April, we've turned our after hours into a fully rented out Admiral Theater gala, and we'll have a red carpet with red carpet photographs. Everyone who comes gets a centennial mug, which is actually a really good mug. Mm -hmm. I'm a mug aficionado, (laughs) and I would say this is worth coming out. Okay. And then you get free popcorn, Mm. buffet desserts, and Mm. it's significant to have it at a movie theater because this year is also the 100th year of Walt Disney and Warner Brothers. Wow. So we'll have two movies playing in the movie theaters, mm-hmm. and we'll have a bar where you can purchase cocktails, but lots of food, lots of networking. We're expecting between 150 and 200 people. Wow. And cheers to 100 years because it rhymes. Yes. I don't need any other <laughs> reason. That's a good name. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm definitely planning to be there. I think you mentioned to me the other day, Milky Way candy bar is also 100. This is the year to be 100. If you're not on it, you exactly. know, get it together. Turn 100 already. It's absolutely. The Milky Way candy bar being 100 is why it's going to be in our Centennial Swirl ice cream. What? Husky Deli is making a chocolate ice cream with a caramel swirl and Milky Way pieces for us yes. for this summer. And then we also have a 100-year beer with Elliott Bay Brewing coming out. Wow. And it's made with what? A Centennial hop. Of course. <laughs> I'm glad it's not being made with Milky Ways. <laughs> <laughs> Our wires got crossed. And yes. And we also have a tea for the tea drinkers, and uh-huh. that's called Centennial. And that's available from My Necessity, which is a tea room in the Admiral District. Awesome. So if you can't make it to the party on April 27th, you should. But uh, there are lots of ways to celebrate the Chamber's centennial through supporting our local businesses and yeah. enjoying some delicious treats. What else does the West Seattle Chamber of Commerce do besides throw great parties and inspire tasty, delicious treats? Yes. When I'm not working on ice cream flavors, (laughs) the Chamber of Commerce exists as a business advocate. The Chamber of Commerce is just a group that promotes and protects the interests of its members. So any business can join, any community member can join. And we work on things like staying abreast of legislation that's coming down that might affect, you know, how small businesses can operate or getting giving out lower bridge passes when the bridge is down, mm. or increasing promotion of local businesses, really dealing with the biggest priorities. Right now, public safety is huge on everyone's mind, and that prevents businesses from being able to operate normally. Right. So we just had a public safety roundtable. So you're always pivoting, but at the end of the day, it's looking out for small businesses, which provide the most character and fun and the biggest draw for the neighborhood. That's so cool. And I think West Seattle does have maybe a disproportionate number of unique and interesting businesses compared yes. to other parts of the city. Yeah. So we're Seattle's first neighborhood. And mm-hmm. when the Denny party settled where the Duwamish already were, mm-hmm. the weather in the winter was so bad that they moved around the peninsula to where downtown Seattle is now. Mm-hmm. So it's probably that the peninsula wasn't great for large businesses because it's kind of juts out. Obviously, we have a lighthouse here. Yeah. But the downtown being more of a hub, we didn't attract larger businesses. We have a lot of industry on like West Marginal, but we are predominantly a small business hub. What have been some of your personal highlights in leading the Chamber of Commerce? I think what really warms my heart is seeing businesses that I've connected or asked to partner and then seeing events that they do together 
and the relationships that they've created, like um, Beloved's Animal Rescue Foundation and Pet Supplies Plus, like the things where I'm able to be a connector and a convener and then see those relationships thrive and to see Papatonia's hot sauce in as many stores as they are. And I just met them when they moved to the neighborhood and they joined the chamber, but to connect them with people that make sense for them to partner with. I think that the relationships that I've been able to be like, I think you need to meet this person. Those are the most fulfilling. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's really building community. You just happen to be focused on the business side of it. Yes. Why is the Chamber of Commerce important in a community like West Seattle? Small businesses already have everything on their plate and everything on their to-do list every day. So to have someone who's just working on supporting them is really critical. Yeah. And if you think about the number of emails and issues that you have for just being an individual, when you're a business who has more tax obligations and more legal obligations or L&I or the health department, then when the government is going to pass legislation that's going to affect your business, like Council Bill 120069, I think that it was, is going to affect any business who employed contract employees. So no business owner at the end of the day has the time to be listening to what kind of legislation is coming. It's nice to have somebody who's just focused on supporting business. I think you're doing an excellent job of that. Thank you. <laughs> What's a business that you think West Seattle could really use? Oh, I'd really like to see a more like a larger scale entertainment and not a venue, but maybe the flat stick pub mm -hmm. in the village woodworks, something more entertaining. And I'm not saying that we don't have entertaining places, right? but something with, I don't know if it's cornhole, but I think a space like that and something in the junction would be really nice. Axe throwing perhaps? Well, you know, I'm a huge fan of axes. Are you? I collect fire axes. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I thought you were bringing it up because you know about my weird hobby. No. I have a wall with nine fire axes. Wow. We all had our COVID hobby. Okay. Mm -hmm. So please don't shame no, I the love axe it. collecting. <laughs> but yeah, I think axe throwing, just something a little bit more active and something fun that is a draw that isn't retail, isn't consignment, and isn't restaurants or bars. So just having a different slice of like different attracting a different crowd for a different reason. A different slice, no pun intended, no. said the axe collector. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think West Seattle will be like 100 years from now? Oh, my God. I think it'll be a lot taller, but I think that it will still be a place with a lot of heart and a lot of pride and a lot of ownership. And that's something that I've learned. I've lived here for five years. I've had four apartments all on California Avenue. Wow. I would say that this is the place where it reminds me of my college, where it has so much pride and love and like you're wearing West Seattle merch. I think that it'll be that lovable. And I just think it'll be a lot taller. <laughs> and and maybe some new waterfront spaces that we don't currently have. Oh, gosh, yes. The <laughs> development along the waterfront, I believe, will obviously be like increasingly vital in the next hundred years as yeah. sprawl continues and development is huge. I look forward to seeing what happens here. And uh, I think it's awesome all the work that you're doing through the Chamber of Commerce to support our community's businesses and set us up for success for the next 100 years. Thanks for all the work that you do through the Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for being here today for this first Always West Seattle Agenda episode. Again, for more information on all these events that we talked about, visit westseattleblog.com. And Whitney, where would I find more information about the West Seattle Chamber of Commerce? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> At our recently updated wschamber.com. Awesome. 
Thanks again for being here. We'll be back April 15th with a new features episode and May 1st with an Always West Seattle agenda. That's it for this episode of Always West Seattle. If you like what you heard, help me build this community by leaving a great review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And it would be awesome if you shared this episode with your friends, neighbors, co-workers, and anyone you know. We also appreciate your mentioning us in your posts on Facebook and Instagram where our handle is Always Podcast. And if you've got a great idea for a story we should know about, drop us a line through either of those social media platforms or email keith at madewithbacon.com. Always West Seattle is a Made with Bacon production, all rights reserved. Interviews have been edited for brevity and clarity. I'm Keith Bacon. Thanks for listening.